All right, well, good morning to everybody that is gathered here. Good morning to everyone who is joining us online. It's great to have Ashley back with us. I don't think it was planned, but I enjoyed the Rock Bridge worship unplugged. Unplugged, all right. Very good. I want to lift up a few things. One, I want to thank you and say how proud I am that we have answered the call to Young Lives, the ministry to these young mothers. Um, and we have 17 spots left. So please go and look. Uh, we can definitely uh, fulfill those needs at 100%, which is a tremendous ministry to these young ladies and to their children. So I'm proud of you, and so let's finish it off. Um, also, I want to lift up the prayer vigil that we're going to have. It's a 24-hour prayer vigil starting December 31st at 12 o'clock. I've already signed up for the 3 o'clock to 4 a.m. spot, so that one's taken care of. Uh, but I prayed about it, and I know we're going to go to New Year's um, midnight to January 1st to welcome in 2021 uh, with a 24-hour prayer vigil. And we're going to do this with um, Pastor Raymond's church. He's, they're in, and so this is going to be a group effort. And I know sometimes... Depending on who you are, New Year's can be a big night, but I thought if there's ever a year that we would want to sacrifice an hour of prayer to welcome in a new year for ourselves individually and collectively as a church, as a community, as a country, as a world, uh, this would be the year that we would, I think, give an hour of ourselves to prayer. And you can pray in the chapel. Um, I'm going to be here at three in the morning, or you can pray, pray online. And Lisa has that information out there. So I want to encourage us to take this seriously and to give ourselves fully to this 24 hours of prayer to welcome in 2021. Um, seems like I had more, but if I remember it during my sermon, I'll let you know. Uh, all right. We are continuing in our... Look at Advent. And remember, on Wednesday nights, we're going in a little deeper um, to what the topic of Advent and also the specific topic. So Chris Reyes joined us this last week, and we talked about love, and we talked about his experience with Advent. I was joking with Ashley at the beginning. Uh, I got here late because I was helping someone move, and, and so I was sitting there looking at Chris and Ashley, waiting for them to take off their mask for us to talk, and they were waiting for me, and so we just sat there the whole time talking with our mask on, and at the end, we go, I was waiting on you, I was waiting on you, so if it was hard to understand, we will have our mask off in our conversation this week, so. All right, let us begin. We're going to talk about peace today. And there's all kinds of aspects about our Christian life. Some we do better than others. Some we live into more. Some we struggle uh, to, and I'll, I'll have to confess. I'm kind of a type A. I'm a go-getter. I can do a lot of things, and I get a lot of things done, and I have strong faith. I've answered the call to go many different places um, in many different cir circumstances, and so I have some strengths, but the one that I, and I think it's some of its personality type, struggle with the most is peace. Is finding that peace that God gives us. And as we'll see, I know it's my own fault. It's not God's fault. It's my struggle 
with letting go and letting God and giving it over to God. So let's talk about scripture um, and what it says about God's peace. Our scripture today comes from Isaiah 26, beginning in verse 1. It says, In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is the everlasting rock. For he has humbled the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. He lays low and lays low to the ground, cast it to dust. The foot tramples it, the feet of the poor, the steps of the needy, the path of the righteous is level. You make level the ways of the righteous in the path of your judgments, O Lord. We wait for you. Your name and your remembrance are the desires of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us. For you have indeed done, done for us all of our works. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you would guide the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth, that each one that is gathered here and gathered online, Lord, each one of us would receive the message that you have for us about your peace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first thing we need to understand about peace is that the peace that the world gives and the peace that comes from God are two completely different things. In the Gospel of John 14, beginning in verse 25, Jesus says, All of this I have spoken to you while I was still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace. I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's a scripture that we often use in the Methodist church at, at funerals. And the words that Jesus says there just, I can feel the peace. I do not give to you as the world gives. My peace I give to you. My peace I leave you. And that's the thing that we need to understand. God wants us to have peace in all things. And the peace that we receive from Christ, the peace that we receive from God, is not like the peace of the world. And I would say that suggests that there is no true peace that comes from the world. What we think is peace is just momentary times of less trouble. Right? We seek peace in the world in so many different ways. Think about the ways that you seek peace in the world. It can be through money. It can be through power, position, even people. We can seek all kinds of different ways, peace, but then it is always elusive 
to us. When I first went into the ministry, I was in my 20s and I told my wife and it, it was early on and this was a revelation from the Holy Spirit um, because it was wise and I still remember it. So I know it was of the Holy Spirit. And I just was sitting there one night and we were scared to death. I was going into ministry and thinking I was crazy. And I said, you know, Des, Desiree, short, we call her Des. I said, you know, Des, if we live this life fully, if we give ourselves completely and, and totally hand ourselves over, this is going to be the best life that we have. But if we try to live one foot in the world and one foot as ministers in the church, it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be hard. Now, when I said that, I thought it was going to be a blanket statement. It was either this way or that way. And what it turns out to be is a warning that those times that I have given myself fully over to ministry and as a pastor, it has been a glorious calling. But with four kids and you grow up and, and you can't help but think about what you want to give your kids and what other, you get caught looking at the Joneses and, and on a Methodist pastor's salary and you start having those lapses and you start living in the world, you start getting a little distracted, then it becomes a struggle. See, because the things that bring, we think bring peace in the world are just temporary. Jesus says, store up your treasures in heaven, not the things of the world. They will rust. They will deteriorate. They will disappear. They're not eternal. But store up your treasures in heaven. See, the peace that we seek it, that comes from the world, this is one of the ways you can figure it out, which one it is. The peace that we seek from the world, it comes from the outside in. It's things outside of ourselves that we're trying to fulfill, find fulfillment, to find peace to give us comfort. It's things of the world. It's outside. And sometimes, momentarily, it will bring some peace, but it's fleeting. And that's the one thing we need to understand about anything we think brings peace from the world. Peace, as we call it from the world, is fleeting. I was sharing with Scott the other, last week, I heard the best title of a song I'd ever heard. I can't remember, it was, um, who did I tell you? Uh, neither one of us can remember. The title was, I remember. But it was called, or Falling Feels Like Flying for a Little While. <laughs> right, like those old, those old uh, cartoons, right? Woo, for a little while. And that's the world. Right? It might seem like we're high on the, on, in the sky and we're flying, but we're really just falling. If we're putting our hopes for peace and for love, for joy, for fulfillment in anything else besides God. And that's the peace that God gives us. See, it comes from the inside and nothing can touch it if it's truly from God. Philippians 4, beginning of verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident 
to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. You hear that promise? It will guard your heart and your minds because it comes from the inside. It is a protection from the world. It doesn't come from the world because in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus promises that. But take heart, I have overcome the world and we can have peace in all situations. Even the worst situations, Jesus promises to give us peace because it comes not of this world, but it comes from Jesus. He doesn't give us peace as the world gives peace. He gives it from within. He gives it from the witness of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're Wesleyans, right? And we remember that the part of our our Theology, part of our faith, is rooted in the idea that, that John Wesley's heart became strangely warm. He had heard the scripture over and over again, but the Holy Spirit witnessed to his spirit that he indeed was a child of God. And he felt the witness of the Spirit, and he had true peace. And this is something that we need to understand because we live in a time where we desperately need peace. And there's all kinds of things on the outside that's going to threaten our peace. It could be financial, it could be health, it could be relational. I mean, the list is long. Things that come in and, and, and threaten our peace. If we want true peace, we need to go deep in our relationship with God. It's hard to, to find true peace at the surface of life because everything comes. Think, think about a storm in the ocean, right? There's a storm in the ocean, and if the closer you are to the top, the more turmoil that there is. But the deeper you go, you can't even feel anything that's on the surface. And that's what God calls us to do in our relationship with him, is to go deep, to go deep. Because that's where we find our peace. And our peace, Scripture tells us, and here's one of the main things we need to understand about God's peace and the peace that comes from Christ, is that it comes from reconciliation. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation that has come. The old has gone and is not here, but the new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. So we think back way in the beginning, right? Where did we begin to have division? Where did we lose our peace? When we chose our will over God, as the story in Genesis 3 tells us, and we stopped trusting God. 
God gave him the law. You could say that was the first law. It expressed his will. And all they had to do is trust him. Trust me, you don't want to eat from that tree. You don't want to go into good and evil. That's way beyond you. Just trust me. And the tempter came and tempted him and said, surely you won't die. In other words, surely, if you say it another way, God wasn't telling you the truth. And so they chose their will over God's will. And there we see the brokenness, the division between humanity and God and what happened immediately after that. There's division between humans. There's division in humanity against one another. And so peace comes when we are reconciled to God through Christ. We find peace because we will never find peace apart from God. God is our creator. God is part of who we are. We were created in the very image of God. And so we can never fully be who we are called to be. We can never fully find the fulfillment, the contentment, the peace that God desires for us apart from God. It can't happen. So in Christ, we are reconciled to God. And when we are reconciled to God, then we can become reconciled to one another. Look at our world today. Look at our country today. The division Paul is constantly warning churches about those that are divisive in the body of Christ, that don't promote unity. Because division tears us apart and does not bring peace. And then it is God through Christ. It's so important in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, before you come to the altar of God, before you become before God, if you remember that somebody has something against you, Go and be reconciled. Because the gospel is about reconciliation. We have received the ministry of reconciliation that we are reconciled to God and one another through Christ. And we'll never find peace apart from God. And we want more peace. We need to go deeper in our relationship with God. We need to go deeper in our trust and our faith in God. One more area of reconciliation within ourselves. Remember Paul talking about in Romans the struggle of the spirit and the flesh? You know, he says, the things I don't want to do, I end up doing, and the things I want to do, I don't do. Man, this is a struggle. That's that old and that new creation. Going back and forth. And so, Scripture constantly is is encouraging us. Put off the old self. Live into the new self. Go deeper in your relationship with God. When you do that, the Spirit overtakes. I'm sure many of you have heard this. There's an old story. I heard it. Depends what metaphor you hear it in. I heard it in the context of an old Indian proverb that there was two dogs, this, this guy had two dogs, and they fought all the time. And one guy said, well, who, who wins? He goes, the one I feed the most. Right? In the same way, what is winning in our souls? 
And, and I've, I experienced this. I'm human. And so I know when I'm, when I'm going deep with Christ, when I'm living fully in the means of grace in my life and in my relationship, I feel the Spirit ruling my life, my decisions, in my relationships. And when I do not feed the Spirit as I should, I feel the flesh taking back over. And when the Spirit rules in my heart, when the Spirit guards my heart and guards my mind, then I have peace. Which leads us to our last point. So in Christ, we have reconciliation with God and one another. We can begin to live in a peaceful relationship with God where we're not rebellious. This beautiful song you sang about handing over my rebellion. we, We begin to find peace in our relationship with God. We begin to find peace in our relationships with one another. When we're not nagging somebody, when we're not trying to change them, when we just allow ourselves to be who we are in Christ, that changes people. I had a story in one of my very first churches, a small country church, and I had this lady who um, was a fan of mine, she was a good supporter of mine, and she would come to me and she would basically rag on her husband. You know, he's an agnostic, and he said he's never coming to Christ. He's never coming to Christ. And I'm constantly talking to him about it and sharing Scripture and trying to... And he's just, he's, he's always shuts down. And she just would always come and t- tell me in a very righteous way. And she was a friend that, about her husband, the agnostic, that won't come to Christ. And finally, I got tired of it. And we were friends, I said... You, you want to know what you need to do to help your husband? She said, what? I said, leave him alone. My goodness. That's never going to win him over. I guarantee you. Just leave him alone. Stop talking about it. She said, what should I do? I said, just be the best Christian woman and wife you can be. Focus on your relationship with God and let God deal with him. She said, okay. True story. A year from that date, I baptized her husband. All right? She had to give him a little peace. I let God do the work. We can't, oftentimes, we are not going to be the one to change or, or reach our loved ones, but we can pray for them and we can be, we can find reconciliation with others. As we go deeper in our reconciliation, our relationship with God. And the last thing. So we find peace with God. We find peace with others. But we still live in this world. And we're not a finished product. Or at least some of y'all might be. I am not a finished product. Lord, still got a lot of work to do with me. And so sometimes, as I said... I'm living in the spirit. I'm living it fully in the means of grace. I'm walking. I feel it every day. And then sometimes not so much. And so I need something, something to help me stay where I need to stay, to to guard my heart, to guard my mind. And it tells us how to do that in our scripture. 
That's why I use this scripture. This has meant a lot to me. I read this one time and I read uh, chapter 3. And if you, you notice, I don't know if you notice just off the top of your head, I might have said it. This isn't the NIV version. This is the ESV version because I love the way chapter 3 or verse 3 is phrased in this one. It says, you keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust you. So you want to know how you can have peace that passes the understanding of this world? You want to know how you can have peace in all situations? Keep your mind stayed on Christ. Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Christ. And if we are always have our minds and our eyes on Christ, those times in my ministry and in my family, as God warned me and told me, was prophetic, when I have my mind on Christ, when I am stayed on Christ in my heart and in my soul and in my mind, I have peace. And when my mind is not stayed on Christ, it gets distracted from where it needs to be. I begin to lose my peace. Remember Peter in the storm? Right? Jesus was walking on water and Peter was always wanting to be second to Jesus. And Oh, I want to do that. Well, come on. He came out and as long as he was fixed on Jesus and he was walking on water, things were great. And then what happened? He said the wind came up. The waves came up. He got distracted. He got scared. His mind was, and his eyes were not fixed on Christ anymore. And he sunk. We're no different. When our mind is stayed on Christ, when our hearts are fixed on Christ, we can walk on water. We can get through anything. You know, the quality of a Christian life, I heard once said, is not on not having any problems because that's not going to happen in this world. It's how you get through it that makes the quality of a Christian life. And how we get through those times is keeping our mind and our hearts fixed and stayed on Christ because we trust him. That's where the Lord has ordained his peace in this world. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace. And Lord, oh, I thank you for your peace. Those times when, I've, when it has washed over me in the midst of situations and circumstances, does it, that it doesn't make any sense that I should have peace. That peace that comes from deep within, that guards our hearts and guards our souls and fills us and strengthens us. Lord, that is my prayer for all that hear these words, that they would find your peace and they would keep their minds stayed on you in all things that that peace that passes all understanding might fill them and protect them and wash over them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.